A ton of audio once again coming your way. Let's end 2023 right as we release this on December 30th, 2023. Hey, you've been loyal all year, so you deserve some extra audio as 2023 comes to a close. Here we go. Welcome to the Dating Women Podcast. Featuring the timeless coaching of Doc Love, the author of The System, better known as The Dating Dictionary, the book that has positively changed the lives of thousands around the world. Find out more at DocLove.com and enjoy your free podcast. A new fresh show is delivered to you every Saturday. Now, here is your host, Jeff Stevens. More great audio from the guy that understood human nature and dating better than anyone. Doc Love interviewed thousands of women asking them this key question. Why do you choose one man versus another? The answers Doc got are taught to you. Doc was relevant in 1985, 2005, and will be in 2125. This is one of the classic episodes from Doc's award-winning radio show, and it comes to you courtesy of the Doc Love Club at docloveclub.com. If you want more from Doc, visit doclove.com. That's the jumping-off point for more free content via his blog, YouTube channel, and there's even a contest there. Now, this full show comes to you commercial-free. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. And by the way, don't forget to get your free seven-day dating course at doclove.com slash course. Segment one now, as we start out April 4th, 2008, Doc starts out by talking about having more balance between men and women. People yo-yoing on diets has a system (laughs) tie-in. Doc was brilliant. Sounds like I was sick on the show. I follow Doc's lead. His commitment to doing a show no matter what, rubbed off on me for sure. Doc thinks the U.S. Army ripped him off when it came to PDA. I'll let Doc explain in this segment. Doc reviews a book and relates it to universal truths. Good stuff from Doc. Yeah, I don't want guys to dominate women, but I want a little balance here. But today, unless the woman dominates, the guy's a jerk. So what the guy does is he gives away all his power. He says, yes, 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 because she's going to like me more. And then all of a sudden, she gets bored when she loses respect for you. Well, gee, what did you expect? Unless she hears the the word no once in a while, you're going to have problems. And most men give in. And I want to add to this something. This last week, I did over 10, 12 phone coachings. And half of the students are guys that get got six, eight, ten months into the relationship with a woman, got too comfortable, and they walked away from the system. Now the women are dropping them. The principles that got her are the principles that are going to keep her. And the only thing that changes once you, once you, when she becomes your girlfriend is the fact you're going to see her two or three times a week versus once a week. And you're going to see her on Friday and Saturday versus those days were off limits before. But as far as coming on heavy, guys don't get comfortable. You know, I was reading about, uh, diets and you know how much, uh, people spend on diets in America, billions and all the sure. equipment and that we're going to lose weight. Listen, I didn't believe this. 90% of the people gain the weight back. You know what they do? After they're eating all, they, they get tired of carrots and eating cauliflower and beans all day. As soon as they get down to their prime weight, then they go back to the, to the old carbohydrates again, the sugar and the starch, and the weight comes back. 
And that's what guys are doing with the system. And I realize this. I try to find trends for you guys. This is a discipline. You do this forever. This isn't something you do until she loves you, then you walk away. you got to do it even more because she's going to say, how come you don't tell me you love me? How come you don't do this? How come you don't? And you got to get ready to fire back and not be on the defensive and be funny like Vince Vaughn or Owen Wilson at the same time. Well, you drag in a lot of concepts in the system, why the system is so brilliant, because it's not just this is dating, this is love. I mean, certainly that's a important aspect of it, but you drag in concepts that help men become men again. You drag in concepts from the business world that we'll be talking about in just a second, and, of course, from the military. And I know we uh, have something coming up related to the military here right now. Yeah, this thing this thing started out as a dating situation, okay? And as it grew and grew and grew, I'm getting these, you changed my life letters from guys. They're doing better at, at business. Guys at work now want to run around with these guys because these guys are more confident. But that's because they got the dating dictionary. They studied it from three to six months. And they got mastery one, mastery two, mastery three. They listened, they joined the doc love club. And you guys have to immerse yourself. You can't say, well, I'll just do this and I'll do that. It's not going to work. To be successful, do everything I tell you. And guess what? I think the U.S. Army ripped me off. Oh, if no, you're married, happened? if you're married in Iraq now, they allow the man and the wife to stay in, their, in the same place. And it's working. The, the morale of the soldiers is higher. But listen to this. Husbands and wives are still prohibited from public displays of affection under the same strict regulations that govern unmarried men and women in uniform. Holding hands and kissing, whether on duty or in the chow line, are against the rules. And what have I been telling you guys? Jeff, tell these guys what I've been telling them. No public displays of affection. It's private. No. You cheapen right. it. You cheapen the girl. You cheapen the relationship. I know it's done in Hollywood, where they're all holding hands all the time. When the woman's walking, you see two feet ahead of the guy, because we know who the boss is by the body language. But we don't do that, and we're not going to cheapen it. That's the whole thing. So, the U.S. Army and Doc Love, we agree. How about that, Jeff? Well, and it's a, uh, and they're probably doing it for a, you know, for looks-wise, you know, they want to present a certain image, so they don't want to have, you know, they don't want to turn it into a nightclub. I mean, it is the U.S. Army. But the reason that you're doing it, of course, is because it's just bad form. I mean, you got to look back at it, and everybody thinks Cary Grant is antiquated, but you know what? Not everybody. System students certainly don't. But a lot of people might think, well, he's a movie star from 50 years ago. Well, you know what? That Those concepts still hold up. And would you see Cary Grant slobbering all over a woman in public? I can't see it. No, he, he didn't do that. This, this guy is the guy to study, of course. And this brings us to our book section, you might call it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy some books in the future. I got some stuff on Hannibal, and I got some stuff on, uh, discussing what we're gonna do when we get married, and various things. And I wanna critique these books for you guys, and I'm gonna high spot on them. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is this for this reason, is that there's certain rules that carry over, and I call these you know, the universal law of truths. And this book I'm telling you about is called The Rules of Work, The Unspoken Truth About Getting Ahead in Business by Richard Templar. This guy writes a lot of books on business, and this book is about, you know, you go to work for the corporation, you want to move up, 
He tells you what to do and say, and he has a hundred rules in here. Well, I'm going to read you a bunch of them here. Jeff, just bear with me here because there's a lot of stuff. I want a high spot, and two guys that have mastery one, two, and three, I would highly recommend this book. It's only fifteen, sixteen dollars, but it's a great book. Book about how your comportment should be, how you should be when you're with somebody at work. Rule number seven, be 100% committed. You're going to have to be vigilant, dedicated, watchful, keen, ready, prepared, cautious, alert, and on the ball. That's at work. And the same thing with the women. That's rule seven. All right, let's let's jump ahead here to rule 11. Dress well. What do I tell you guys? You go down the street, most guys look like they're bums, right? Number number 12, cultivate a smile. What do I tell you guys? Smile at the women. Same thing. Why it carries over. 13, no limp fish, limp fish handshake. Develop the, uh, a handshake and get your hand in there and squeeze it. And when you meet the girl, don't break her fingers, but squeeze her hand also. All right, rule 14, exude confidence and energy. When you walk through the office first thing in the morning, there should be a spring in your step. Hear that, guys? Rule 15, develop a style to get you noticed. You're going to love this. Think Cary Grant rather than Boy George. Think Lauren Bacall rather than Madonna. Then we go to the next rule is 16, pay attention to personal grooming. Shoes shine in good repair, clothes pressed, clean, new, in good condition. No buttons, no rips, no tears, no splits. Use a deodorant, clean hair every day, on and on. This grubby look, out, out. Then we go to rule 17, be attractive, do not slouch, don't be scruffy. And don't be slumped. Now he has like three or four pages each one of these rules. And again, I'm just, I'm just high spotting here. Rule 18. Remain civilized and sophisticated at all times. Be cool. Not warm. Think not sweaty. Not excited. Think not panicked. And who's the king of cool? As we know, the king of charm and class is Cary Grant. Well, the guy I like is Steve McQueen. If you guys like movies, you want to look at Bullet and the Getaway with Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen was cool. Okay, Jeff, we got a bunch more. What do you think so far? I think it uh, it, it really points up to exactly a parallel of the system in that, uh, you know, as you move through the world here, and what we're trying to do on this show is turn men into men, and you have to have a certain style about you. You have to always look like what's that? What's that phrase, Doc? You have to fake it until you make it. I mean, you you might not have a woman, you might not have all the money in the bank, you might be driving a 15 year old car, but you better be moving through that world like you got all that stuff, like you got the great car, the great job, and the great relationship, because it's all about presenting an image to the world. I mean, number one, you should do it for yourself, but number two. You should have it out there for everybody else because nobody else wants to see that your problems and they don't want to see a whining little boy. They want to see a real man and you have to take care of yourself and that's the only chance that you have of attracting the type of woman you want in your life. See, this is what guys don't realize. A guy can be a boxer, okay? A guy can drive an 80,000 pound truck, okay? A guy can be a lawyer making three or four hundred thousand dollars a year. You go up against this guy in court, he's gonna clean your plow, right? But then he all of a sudden he starts talking to a woman and you can't believe it's the same guy. 
He hasn't a clue. And that's what this is about. Segment two now, April 4th, 2008. Starting out with a caller, what do you say to her online when she asks you to tell her something about yourself? The platform he used, by the way, old school, Craigslist. They don't even do dating stuff anymore. Still, this can fit into modern online dating because what Doc says to write is still solid. This call and then my follow-up with Doc takes the entire segment. We're going to get into some more business rules that relate to the system, but first let's uh, get some callers in. And we have Armando from Glendale on the line right now. Armando, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question? Hi, Doc. Hi, buddy. What's up? When meeting a girl over the Internet... And she asked me to tell her something about myself. Yeah. What right. would be a good response? Uh, this uh, Now, let me ask you a question. She's seen your photograph, right? And I've seen hers. And you've seen hers. And you gave her a wink. She gave you a wink back. And she also read a little description of yourself. No. There's no, no description of yourself? There's just a picture? Uh, just a picture. I entered um, an ad that she had placed. And I haven't told her anything about myself. Just a picture. Well, you, th- wait a minute, I've never seen a, I've never seen a dating service yet that just has no profile. That has a, I don't understand how you don't have a profile. She had a she had an ad on Craigslist and I answered it. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. If there were, let's pretend there was a profile. Okay. Okay. This is what you're going to say. You're going to say that's the reason why I want to meet you at Starbucks so we can talk this out. Because what this girl is trying to do is qualify you out over the phone. Right. Meaning she doesn't want to meet you because your picture's not strong enough or your profile's not strong enough. But you're not going to give her any more. Now that you don't have a profile, you've got to come up with something. So you got to, you've got to, you got to say, uh, what do you do for fun? And what, and describe your attitude. Oh, I tell her what I do for fun? Yeah, you got to sell her. You got to get her, to, you got to get her to meet you at Starbucks, right? Right. So you got to tell her, this is an email she wants to know, correct? Right. And say, well, I do this for, this is my, what I do for work is this, but what I really like to do is I like to paint, I like to ride horses, I love movies, I love music, you know, make, keep it real general without saying anything, and so she finds something in there you like. But I don't understand how you, how you come to somebody's picture and there's no profile there. Because on match.com and all those other sites, maybe you're, maybe you're on the wrong, uh, maybe you're on the, uh, the wrong place to be where she found you. No, I found her on Craigslist. Yeah, but doesn't she come back to see your photograph? No, I just sent her an email saying I saw your picture, and and then I sh- I sent her my picture. Oh, then you then you got then you got to sell her with an email. Right. So I tell her what I do for fun and what I do for work. Yeah, one sentence on work at the very end, but tell her what you like to do for fun. Now, okay. does she know your age? No. Oh man, you got a lot to clean up here. You got you you've got to put together a paragraph. Or two that makes her she's dying to see you. What's her age? She's forty three. She's forty three. You're fifty two, right? Well, right. You're, well, you're you're okay there. Just say I'm I'm fifty I'm I'm uh, fifty fifty two years young. You know I have a I have a, I have a good job and I do X Y Z engineering. But what I really like to do is I like to go to the beach. I like to paint. I love dogs. I love. Bup, 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 bup. You got to you got to give her some information, but don't give away the store. And I have a lot more I'd like to tell you. So can you meet at Starbucks Thursday at six at Thirteenth and Orange in Glendale? Then you got to close her at the end and ask her to meet you. All right, in that one email. Yeah, let's tie it down. Yeah. 
Let's tie it down. Yeah, yeah let's okay. tie it down. We don't want to see some, see some of these gals. What they do is they go back and forth and back and forth and back. I had one guy. He was emailing this girl for a year and a half. It's a waste of time. After two to four emails, you you uh, you have you have to uh, you have to get her to Starbucks. Remember, half of them don't show up at Starbucks either. It's a numbers game, so you got to have a positive attitude, even though you're going to get a negative result. Gotcha. Anything else? That'll do it. Okay, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's good advice, Doc. You know, un- unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is that uh, if you're not doing things correct up front. Uh, and this is, of course, is a minor issue, but if you're not doing things correct up front, then uh, what happens is you get into a cleanup case, and that's the worst thing you want with a woman because dating like sales, you don't want any obstacles on your way to the close. Yeah, he has to keep these, this paragraph or two. He has to keep it light and funny, and he can't say too much, and yet he's got to hope that he sparks something in this person whom he knows nothing about. See, that's the problem. She's just going by his photograph. The numbers are white, right? You know, 52 to 43. That, that part's okay. And she likes his photograph. But we gotta get her, get her in that car and to show up at Starbucks at six o'clock. She has to do that. Then the two will meet and hopefully we'll have some type of, as they used to say, a love connection. <laughs> I remember that show. <laughs> Segment three, April 4th, 2008. We continue on with the book. That Doc started talking about in segment one from April 4, 2008, the show, of course. Doc talks about home phone number here. Now, new Doc Love Club members, back in the day, we asked for the home phone number when landlines were a thing. Now it's just phone number since landlines outside of businesses are really rare. By the way, the list I read after Doc gets done with this is written by Doc. I'm sure when you hear it, you won't be surprised by that. First caller of the segment wants to know, what do you do if a woman that you aren't seeing anymore ignores you when you run into them at random? I asked Doc, why guys give women too much at the end of the segment? And Doc coaches us on the reality factor. Well, we got some guys waiting on the line, Doc. But uh, let's first of all talk about uh, more of those rules in business that relate to the system. Yeah, like, yes, okay, let's go. I'm gonna, again, I'm going to knock these babies out fast. But the point is this, uh, the, simple, the, the system complements this book, and this book complements the system. So, so again, there are certain universal truths that are extremely important that certain things carry over, which I feel verifies the system, which also I feel verifies what this guy is saying, because half-truths and lies don't carry over. Okay, rule 19 is speak well, be bright, clear, pleasant and simple don't mumble don't speak too softly and i've added to this i've written down here and look in her eye when you talk to her it's extremely important write well okay rule 20 how you write for others to read is of utmost and crucial importance i i know guys emails their girlfriends i get emails half of them i can't i can't figure out what the guy is saying to me and these guys are educated guys so you get you you're going out with this girl She's a English major from Stanford. She gets your email. Why would I go with this guy? He can't even write an email. Boom. Guys, they're looking for anything to knock you out of the box. Don't give them the ammo. All right? Rule 21. Know what you want long term. We're always talking about where is this thing going? What are we going to look for down the road? Okay? 22. Know what you want short term. First, 
Caprice, what's your home phone number? We want the home phone number. We don't want the cell phone number. We don't want her business card. All right? Then we want to pick her up at her house. We don't want to meet her at her place for the second, third, and fourth date. And this verifies this. This guy's using the same principle, but it carries over. That's what you guys got to get. Okay, let's skip ahead now to rule 27. Know yourself, your strengths, and your weaknesses. You know some guy... Some guys are, let's say, jealous and possessive. Okay, when a guy looks at your girl and talks to him, your stomach starts growling. But this is the thing. We're going to teach you not to say anything. Until you put verbiage to that growling in your stomach, nothing's, nothing's going to get to you. You have to do that, and then you're going to lose. But you're not going to lose if you keep your mouth shut. You can have all these thoughts in your heads. You can have all these emotions swirling through your body. But until you verbalize it and tell her, she doesn't hold you against it. And none of us are perfect. All of us are weak some of the time. All of us are insecure, but we're not going to let it, let this stop us, all right, from having this right, wanting to keep us forever. All right, so let's jump ahead now to rule 32. Don't complain. Moaning is pointless. It is unproductive and achieves nothing. You know, I'm always jumping on you uh, women for uh, nagging. Well, I got a bunch of emails a couple of weeks ago saying, guys email, guys nag also. So what are they doing? Why is this guy keep nagging? Why is this guy moaning? And I tell you guys, keep it light, keep it funny, no heavy subjects, no negatives. All right, then we'll jump ahead to rule number 35. Be cheerful and positive, right? 37. Use please and thank you. And again, look them in the eye. I give it, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at a restaurant and I put the, I put the tip in the waitress's hand and I say thank you for the great service. And as she's walking away, looking ahead, away from me, she says thank you very much. Or the worst, no problem. Two negatives. Alright? Because you guys gotta be classy. Cause you get a classy girl. She's, this guy swears all the time. Rule 38. Don't curse. You can say what you want. When you get home or in the car or on your own. But at work, you don't curse. But with a date, you don't curse. With your woman, you don't curse. Rule 39, be a good listener. Good listening is a skill, a special talent that will have, that you'll have to practice and learn. 39, we have a chapter in the book on listening. All right, then we jump to 44. Never lie, because she's got a memory bank. She remembers everything. I want you to keep, then if you keep your mouth shut, guess what? You can't lie. It's that easy. Then we jump ahead. Rule 47. Know the difference between the truth and the whole truth. What do Jeff and I call it? Half truths. Another verification of the system. Number 49. Understand others' motives. We call it agenda here. Why is this girl with you? Why is she really, really with you? All right. And number 50. Assume everybody else is playing by different rules. Jeff, that's number 50, and that's all I'm going to go through. Name of the book, the rules of work, Richard Templar. But, Jeff, this, this is a great one. Assume everyone else is playing by different rules, especially when it comes to dating and love. Right, Jeff? Well, there's no doubt about it. Everybody has their own agenda. Sometimes a woman is a professional dater. All she wants to do is burn up your Visa card. Sometimes she's a mercenary. All she wants is what's in your pocket. Sometimes she has no integrity, and you take her over the long haul, and you're going to be a miserable guy. 
Sometimes she's a flexible giver and she's into you. You have to learn how to detect those different types of women. Number one, most important, avoid the woman that's going to blow up your life. And believe me, a woman can blow up your life. Just ask divorced guys or guys that are going through a lot of pain and rejection right now. Number two, get ready for that woman that is possibly going to come into your life, the flexible giver. You better be ready for her because you're only going to get one shot. And if you don't have mastery one, two, and three down, and if you don't consistently go by the rules, not these guys that I had for coaching this past week, I can't believe it how many guys knew this stuff, and then they walked away from after six, eight, ten months. Oh, please, I love you. You're the greatest. And he hears in his ear, you don't need Doc Love anymore. She's all over you. The reason she's with you is because of Doc Love and you, all right? Because you have these qualities that are dormant in you that for one reason or other your dad or your mom didn't teach you or you were just born into a broken home and you've been brainwashed all your life. But but if you listen to Jeff and I, we're going to make you successful with women, but this is something you have to do all the time. You get up, you make your bed, you hang up your clothes, you brush your teeth. I hate it. It's boring. Every day, everything I do is boring, boring, boring. But you got to do it, otherwise you're a bum. And we don't want any, you don't want to be a bum. We know that. Now, Doc, let me go back to one of those rules that you were talking about. Actually, the rule before the break that says that, you know, and I don't exactly remember what the rule was, but it says that, you know, you should be smiling and you should be, you know, carry yourself in a certain manner. And then that rule that you talked about where, you know, maybe a guy is jealous and he's possessive or he's got some other weakness and you say don't verbalize it. But I also think it's equally important to keep up that, uh, I don't want to say it's a facade, but keep up that image of you being in confident in control because a guy might think, well, I didn't tell her I was jealous, but maybe you sat there and sulked all night, and that's just as damaging to her knowing what's going on in your head than as if you had said the words to begin with. Yeah, my dad used to say it. He's got a long face, meaning, you know, uh, and the thing is when guys come up and they try to hustle your girlfriend or your wife, just put your hand out there and just say, hi, my name's Doc. What's your name? And smile. Inside, you want to murder the guy. But on the outside, you're gracious. You're a diplomat. You're a public relations specialist. Inside, you're a, you're a jealous little squirming baby. And you want to go, bam, bam, don't talk to my girlfriend. Don't do that. That's not right. I want to pout. Great. Like the guy said, do it in your car. Do it in your mirror at home. But we don't do it in public because we're going to practice self-control. And then when this guy walks off, the girl says, God, most guys would have got uptight. You were really cool. Whatever you say, babe. And inside you're thinking, wow, Doc pulled me out of this one. Let's move on to New Zealand now. We've got Robbie on the line. Robbie from Auckland. Robbie, welcome to the show. What's your question, man? Hey, Doc, my man. How's it going? Fabulous. Doc, um, tell me something. When a girl drops you and then you see her somewhere. Yeah. And then she just walks by, yeah. and she sees, and she knows you're there, and she looks at you for a split second, and she walks by like you don't even exist, she never knows you. What does that mean? Is, she, is that she's got a case of guilties, or she just hates my guts? No, she hates your guts. But that's okay. You're going to smile and say, hi, yeah. Caprice. Hi, Caprice. How are you doing? Have a nice day. No, it's really nice to see you. Now, you're only going to be doing this with girls you dropped, right? Yeah. But uh, actually, I did that with her. Even though she dropped me. Well, well, yeah, but why'd she drop you if you had the system? Oh, no, that was before I had the system. Okay, now you're doing everything right, right? 
Yeah, of course. Are you are you the are you the, are you the top gunner down there in New Zealand now? Man, I feel like it. <laughs> I, see, I see all these kids at, at Starbucks doing the wrong things, and I'm just walking by. I'm going wrong, wrong, wrong. And, and that that's that's one of the greatest thing about the system is when you listen in on other guys and you're watching them shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I just, I just laugh at their misery. That's it. Yeah. Anything else, Robbie? No, you got it. Okay, buddy. Thank hey, you. thank you. Preach the word. It's funny how many guys do shoot themselves in the foot, Doc. I mean, you talk about guys that uh, we, t- we talked about that in the first segment where a guy might be a lawyer and you go into his courtroom and you're going to get smoked by him. But then, you know, he's dealing with a woman. Like, you know, you hear stories all the time. I, I You know, I run across things where, you know, a guy will go out with a girl. Next day, I mean, this guy might be a real successful guy making a lot of money. Next day, sending her flowers, sending her candy having a date with her and offering to do errands for her and stuff and, you know, wanting to be her butler. And you you think it those are almost surreal stories, especially when you're really into the system in Mastery 1, 2, and 3. And you hear these things, and you can't quite believe that they're going on out there. And I just don't understand the mentality of guys that think that being a guy that gives a lot of gifts and being wimpy and putting a woman up on a pedestal and bugging her incessantly to go out with you I don't know how they think that's going to work. Well, it's in our culture. You put on the day serials, you put on the movies, and the girl says, I'm absolutely not interested in you. And at the end of the movie, she's making out with the guy, which doesn't work in the street. But what he does is he chases her and chases her and chases her, and he, the flowers and the candies and the gift, and then out of the blue, she sees the light. But it, it doesn't work that way in reality. I Like I mentioned, I mentioned this before that I got... I got 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, or young men, young boys, they're asking me in the emails, how do I tell her I like her? You should be asking me, how do I get her to tell you that she likes you? That's the question. So who's brainwashing these 14, 15? The whole American culture, when it comes to romance and love, it's upside down. And again, if you don't believe me, look at the divorce rate. Segment 4, April 4, 2008. A question about arranged relationships. And Doc says that distance is a barrier in this guy's case. And there are other things against it here as well. This call takes the entire segment. Let's get straight back into the callers. R.K. from Laguna Beach. Welcome to the show, R.K. What's the uh, question, man? Yeah. I'm sorry. I have a kind of tough problem. But anyway, uh, the question was, uh, Doc, I sent you an email last week. And you had asked me to contact you, um, you know, first over the show. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know how it is with certain cultures. Uh, if the family introduces you to girls, um, you know, screened by the family, and if you get to go out with her a few times and, you know, be in touch with her. Yeah. Uh, is it possible to make the right decision, even though the girl is like 10,000 miles away? No. You can't You can't see her. Well, how can you, if you're in Laguna, how are you going to date a girl in India? Yeah. Okay, I mean... Is she, she going to move? Are you going to move back there? No. Uh, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I getting this question straight? Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't see her. You know, and, and, I, and I understand in, uh, in India, you know, they, they put two, two people together, and then that's it. But, but now, if you become westernized, and here you are in Laguna, are you, I don't even know, are you Indian? Yeah. I'm just okay. I lucky guess. But anyway, so you're from India now. Now you now you understand this thing called interest level and romance and and having feelings and all that. And 
over there, they put you together. I'm thinking, well, how is it when you're with somebody for 30 years and you never have romantic feelings toward them? Mm-hmm. So if you go along with that, so 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 somebody wants to introduce you to a girl in India? Yeah. And you, are you going to go back there and then bring her here? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, just go there for about uh, two weeks or three weeks. You can't get to know anybody in two to three weeks. Yeah. you got to go out with them at least two years, three or four times a week. And even then you're taking a chance. I know, yeah. So, and what do I say in the dating dictionary about distance? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I totally understand. Yeah. So basically, if that's the scenario, and if you're forced to uh, take it, well, why are you why are you forced? <laughs> they got to cut you out of the will. <laughs> Answer the question. Uh, Do you have to go by what your parents say? I mean, you have to. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. They're, so they're they're going to tell you a 31 year old man who you have to marry, and you feel comfortable with going along with that. What is it? They kick you out of the family and never talk to you again unless you go along with it? I mean, these girls are, you know, they're intelligent, educated. And you haven't met her. You have no timing with her. You don't know if you have a commonality. You don't know if you guys pass a physical attraction test. You don't know if your personalities match. Yeah. To me, aren't those a lot of unknowns? And marriage is tough enough as it is when you do know them. You see my point here? Yeah, I mean totally. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not picking on the Indian culture here, you know. Uh, I have guys from the Philippines, you know, they have to meet the father, they're not allowed to kiss the girl, you know, they have a certain restrictions, so we work work around it using the system. But to meet some but now if she wants to come to Southern California and get a job and work here for 2 years and then you start dating her, fine, I'd go along with that. But to go over there for 2 weeks if you're going to do that, you better have the dating dictionary and the mastery one, two, and three all memorized because you, you're going to see this girl when she's up and positive. Then you marry her. It turns out she's moody all the time. She's always depressed. And now you're stuck. Now you got to divorce her and tell your mom and dad, you know, you set me up with this girl who's neurotic. You don't want to go through that, do you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you better, uh, I think you better uh, order phone coaching, have a little talk with me here. Yeah, it sounds to me like uh, uh, you're feeling pressured into something, and for your long-term happiness, and I'm here to protect your happiness, RK, not your parents' happiness. They're happy over in India. But for you to marry somebody, and if it works out, great, it worked out. I say you lucked out. But if it doesn't, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. Now she has two of your kids, and you get divorced. Now you got to give her $1,800 a month. Thanks, mom and dad, for for picking out a good one for me. This is this is the this is the real world, my friend, and marriage is forever. So you got to be really, really certain. Thank you for calling. Segment one, April eleventh, two thousand eight. This caller is in a yo-yo situation with a woman, and he doesn't have the system. It will not surprise you that he didn't. By the way, love how Doc pinned him down on getting the book. Doc didn't do it because he needed the money. But he did it because he knew his material was life-changing and wanted everyone to have it. This takes the entire segment. Well, we have the book file coming up. But first of all, let's bring Joe into the conversation. Joe is calling in from Milwaukee right now. And, Joe, welcome to the show. What is your question about dating, relationships, and women in general? All right. I have a question. Okay. Um, I have a girlfriend. Which, well, she was my girlfriend. Um, I was dating her. Well, she was following me around for what well, chasing me for about uh, eight months. 
Um, I finally gave in, which was pretty stupid, um, and I did. And eventually when I gave in, she just said, you know, I don't want to go out with you anymore. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, eventually she called me back a month later and just started giving me a bunch of stuff. Um, I eventually gave in again, and now she just says she wants to be my friend. How many times does this girl have to yo-yo you before you get the drift? She's a yo-yo. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Joe, um, do you have the Joe? Do you have the system? No, I don't. Oh, what are you wait, what, are, what are you waiting for, Joe? I, I you know I, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I've been following you on, on ask.com, askmen.com, and yeah. for a while, and I think I need something like that. Um, but you know, I don't know. What do I do? Just get away from her? or... Yeah, yeah. When she call, when she calls up, say, "Look, I'm I'm tied up on the other line. Let me get back to you and just hang up." Oh, but, but Joe, but Joe, but this is a temporary band-aid on the problem. Okay. This this girl, if you go out with her, then you, then you get rid of her, and then you come back, and she gets rid of you because you got rid of her. She doesn't come back to you because she likes you. She got she she comes back to you, so you come back, so then she can get rid of you. Okay. And I got two, I got two to three hundred of those little things that'll be explained to you in the system that when you memorize the material and get master one, two, and three, you listen to the radio show, right? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm actually the first time calling. Oh, this first time. Okay. Well, come, come into, uh, doclove.com, the right hand side, go in there and cl- click the radio show and it'll say join the Doc Love Club. It's free. Go in there, go back in the archives, listen to the shows. And how long have you been reading me at Ask Men? Probably about a year. A year? You're talking 52 articles, and you haven't sprung for the book yet? Well, that's probably like 150 articles that I go through them. Honest to God, this is what I understand. I see a guy reading two to four articles and saying, and I'm not coming from ego here, this is the greatest thing since popcorn. i got to get this book. And yet you read you read 75 to 100 articles. This girl is screwing you around. I have the answer. I got a radio show for free. I'm giving you a weekly following for free. I don't understand. What does it take to get to get you to say, you know, I got to get this book? No, I do, but it's been more of a financial thing where I haven't been able to because I'm in school. So I'm kind of uh, uh, you, you babysit. You can mow lawns. Ninety nine dollars a day is nothing, my friend. No, and it's not. It's not. Um, and you know, save, save, save. Don't don't eat in restaurants for two months, and you'll have ninety nine dollars. But all this, all the, anything you do with a woman, anytime you talk to a woman, anytime you date a woman is all a waste of time because I can tell it's a waste of time just by what you told me about this other woman and all the mistakes you're making. And I'm not here to put you down or hurt your feelings, but what does it take for you to say, you know, I gotta get this book? You know what, I think I should, you know what, I should, I don't think I should get the book. Um, I think so. I should get it, um. When? Soon as possible, ASAP. Give me a date. Give me a date. When are you gonna get the book? Not. I'll tell you what. I'm not this Friday. Next Friday when I get paid. Okay, that's a promise. Yes. Guy, I get too many. You change my life letters. I'll read them on these shows. I'm turning guys' lives around, and it's happening because of that book. Okay. I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not saying this to get your lousy. I don't care about the ninety-nine dollars. But when I see a guy getting screwed around, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, this roller coaster bit, you gotta say, oh, this girl's, you know, she's, uh, she's, she's making an idiot out of me. And I've read this, I've read a hundred of this guy's articles, who's gonna help me? Oh no, no, I can't do that. So come on, Joy, get, get aboard, join the Doc Love Club, and when this stuff starts clicking with you and you start saying things, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna be a happy camper, Joe, because, hey, you're getting all this education, I don't want you to get divorced. 
right? No, it's true, yeah. So they, the reason you're in school is because you want to have a good job, you want to have a house and a pool, and then seven years later she says goodbye, then you're living in an apartment someplace, and yeah. she moves some guy into your house and your pool. We don't want that to happen, Joe, and that's what we're no. all about. Please, okay. wake from Friday, do it. Okay. Segment 2, April 11, 2008. I asked Doc to follow up on the caller from the last segment, and this takes the entire segment as well. It's great advanced system thinking from Doc on how not to waste time and money. Hey, Doc, before we get into the book file, I want to uh, talk a little bit about Joe from Milwaukee. In that, uh, you know, you've got a woman that keeps coming back to you, back and forth, back and forth. She's yo-yoing you. Yeah. And... To a lot of guys at the system, are like ah, no brainer, you know, get rid of her. You know, she's you know, she's messing with my head. I don't yeah. want to be around her. But a guy that might be new, guy that is just getting into the system, you know, we talk about being a Spartan and a guy. You know, how do you suggest that guys react when a woman? I mean, you might be very attracted to her. You're lonely. You haven't met a girl for a while, et cetera, et cetera. All these things might be going on. And here's this woman that comes in. You're super attracted to her, and she's giving you the, I mean, because they, you know, a lot of them are born actresses, and they're giving you this line like, you know, boy, you know, it'll just be different this time. How do you suggest a guy deals with all that? Well, see, the guy has to realize something, that his high feelings, the good part about his high feelings is, is the fact that um, he has, he, he feels good when he's around this girl. But what it does is it shades his objectivity. And you know the old saying, you can't tell a book by its cover? Well, that's it. You see this beautiful book. It has a great cover. But when you get on the inside, sometimes there's nothing in there. Like I read a lot of books on relationships, and they're just, they're just horrible. But what the guy does, his interest level actually tells him to overlook red flags. And then you have the male ego, which is, which is as big as uh, you know, Mount Fujiyama, and, oh, no, this girl wouldn't do that to me. I'm a good guy. That will never happen. So, in a sense, his ego and his high interest level in this woman, it clouds his objectivity. And if you become subjective, you're going to go into pain. And so what guys have to realize that that you have to say, I'm only going to take so many bad things. I'm only going to take so many red flags. And so here's the line is drawn in the sand. But she calls up. And she works your ego. Oh, John, I was wrong. You're such a great guy. I didn't realize till I went out with these three jerks. And please take me back. And he says, okay, okay, because he misses her, right? And he doesn't say, I'm allowing this woman to screw me around again. I'm allowing this woman to hurt me again. He forgets all that. He's, his ego says, oh, please, take me back, take me back. And we're all built this way. This is human nature. But the point is this. These guys are being run by their emotions rather than logic and reason. And we're, we're, we're not robots. We have emotions and we have logic and reasons and a reason to, to help us, to guide us to think so we don't go into PAIN, pain. Now here's a guy who's read a hundred articles, 75 articles, 1500 words each. And it says at the bottom to find out more about the system, come to doclove.com. And, and get the system. And he keeps reading and reading. He says, I love this guy. This guy speaks the truth. And I said, if you want to get it all, get the system. And he won't, he won't go out and save $99, but he'll go out and she'll call him. I says, well, you know, there's this new restaurant. Could we go there? Yeah. And the bill's 84.50 and he, he gives a $15 tip, $99. And next week she says, I don't want to see you again. And he never looks at that. 
He looks at, oh, Doc Love wants a whole $99. But he doesn't look at the $84.50 for dinner and the $15 tip as a waste of money. And then he goes back to the girl and she says, you know, there's this new restaurant down the street. And he says, well, I wonder if I should take her back or not. Oh, what the heck? She's probably seen the light. I know she likes me. She made a mistake. Time is on my side. And all this, you know, you think this guy's on dope or something. How does he have all this fantasy, all this emotion when it has absolutely nothing to do with reality? And she's going to pull him back in again. And they're going to go to the next restaurant. It was $80, $15 tip. And she says, you know, I'm confused. I'm mixed up. I like you, but I just don't want a relationship right now. Can, can, I don't know. I just feel pressured. I don't know what's going on. And then she disappears for a month. He goes out with a couple other girls. He doesn't make out with them. She calls up out of the blue, like this guy, Joe. Round three, how many times are you going to allow somebody to hurt you? If this were a guy named John and there were buddies and this guy screwed him around, he never, he wouldn't talk to John. Oh, women are different. You can't be so cold. It's not the same. So what guys do is they do the R word. They rationalize for slights and put-downs. And once a girl drops you or you drop her, there's no going back. I don't care if she's pounding on your door crying. It's over, guys. But to be a Spartan, you got to be tough. And if you're not tough now, you're going to end up in divorce court later, and then you're really going to pay your dues, I'm sorry to say. Segment 3, April 11, 2008. The Conversations You Must Have Before You Get Married. Doc reviews this book in The Book File, and that's another file that didn't last long term. At any rate, Doc doesn't agree with everything, but still liked it enough to recommend it to us. This takes the whole segment and is pure gold from Doc. Well, if you would like to ask a question of the number one relationship expert for men in the world, just call toll-free 877-474-3302. That's 877-474-3302 or international 858-678-8958. As we've been promising, I'll show the book file, Doc, the 10 conversations you must have before you get married. Uh, you guys are going out, you and Caprice, and it's been about a year and a half now. And you guys are deeply in love, and you kind of kid each other about being married and this and that. And So she says... Uh, I'd like to get engaged. And he says, okay, we'll get engaged. So it's time to go pick the ring out. But before you go, before you give her the ring, you want to get this book. I don't agree with everything in here, which I'll go into a little bit because you know me, I have to nitpick. But overall, this is a pretty good book, The Conversations You Must Have Before You Get Married by Dr. Guy G.Y. Grenier, G-R-E-N-I-E-R. And he says you got to sit down you got to have a talk. Because And I like it because he says, you're going to go into business with this girl. So there's these 10 things you got to talk about before you buy her the ring. Because we don't want any surprises after we get married. So the first, the first fourth of the book is, is he gives you, uh, he calls them the 15 rules of good communication. Okay, and he tells you about how to talk to each other. Okay, which I like, I like 80, 90% of it. But you know me, I read everything and I look at everything with a fine tooth comb and I'm trying to find things here that I disagree with. So the first thing I disagree with, again, I I would say get this book if you're about ready to get hitched because it has some good stuff in here. But uh, 
The thing that bothers me is, let's go to just one second here. I want to go to page, page 40, okay? According to the politically correct, telling your partner that you find someone else sexually attractive is inappropriate. Expressing any thoughts, feelings, or needs that have a genderist quality is a no-no according to political correct, according to the politically correct. And don't even think about telling a partner that you think that they've put on weight. Now, I want to go back over this now. Telling your partner that you find someone else sexually attractive is inappropriate. It is, but it's not because of political correctness. It's because when you guys decided to get married, you're loyal to that person sexually. And, you know, the guy goes down to the beach with his buddies and he sees this good-looking woman. And then he comes home to his wife and says, Honey, I saw this great-looking woman at the beach with a bikini. Boy, I was really turned on, but, you know, I'm happily married to you. And it, it had no effect on me at all. And she's supposed to sit there and take that? That has absolutely nothing to do with political correctness. It has to do with the respect. You're disrespecting your wife. So, in a sense, he's right, and you shouldn't do it. But it's not political correctness. But these are just a couple little points that I didn't like. And then this one I really disagree with. My point is is that yelling to get someone's attention, yelling to let someone know how bad things may be, yelling to tell someone how upset you are, can actually be a very useful communication tool. If we demand that communication situations, particularly those that center on important issues, or emotionally intense circumstances be conducted without showing emotions. I say show emotions, but yelling is a no-no. You don't yell at the dog. You don't yell at the neighbor. You don't yell at your kids, and you never yell at your wife. The only time you would yell at your wife or your children is if they're running in between two cars and they're running out in the middle of the street. You're saying, you know, don't do that. Well, you're naturally not going to have practice self-control, but it is self-control because you want to yell to get their intention. But to sit down with your wife and say, we got to have this uh, talk about something, and to start to yell at your wife when you're sitting across the table? No, 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 no. That's It's really, really bad. And then the last thing I don't like, he says, forgiveness has never made any sense to me. How can it be rational to acknowledge that someone has done something wrong to you, but then you take a position that it's okay? You're not saying it's okay. You're saying, honey, you made a mistake. You did me wrong. It hurts. But I love you. I'm going to overlook it because you promised you're going to try to never do that again. I just didn't say it was okay. So his definition of forgiveness is nothing like mine. It just isn't, it just isn't the same. Jeff, you got any comments so far before I get in a little deeper here? I, well, you know, I just, on the yelling issue, I think that, uh, it, uh, like you said, it, it totally shows a lack of control, and I think that once you start to yell in an argument, uh, you've lost your point of view, because you really don't know what else to say, you just want to overshout the person, and that's not really going to get a woman to respect you if you do that. And I'll show you a variation on this theme. I'll be over to Buddy's house, and I'll be upstairs in a two-story condo, and his wife is downstairs in the kitchen, and they start yelling back and forth at each other. Well, they don't hear what each one's saying, so the yelling gets louder. Well, as the yelling gets louder, I say, your temper starts to get raised. What would you say? What? What? I say this. When you're married, 
walk downstairs and look at her and ask her, say, what is it, honey? And then go over it. Yelling to me is a big no-no. And I know a lot of families like to scream and yell, but I say screaming and yelling lowers interest level. And anything that lowers a woman's interest level, I'm against. The, there's no doubt about it because, uh, you know, the system is all about having self-control. And, you know, and a lot of people twist that. They say, you know, oh, you talk about control in the system. No, no, no. It's self-control. It is control of your emotions, control of showing too high of an interest level, and just generally moving through life like a real man and not letting a lot of things affect you that maybe other guys that want to wear their emotions on their sleeve will do, and therefore, like you said, Doc, lower a woman's interest level. You know, when a general is giving the orders, he doesn't yell. He almost whispers, but he knows that his commands are going to be carried out. He doesn't need to yell. He, he knows it's not, it's not necessary. Then we get into the ten things you got to talk about. So you say, okay, honey, we're going to get married, but before I get you the ring... Let's ha- let's sit down. I want to go over these things. I want to talk about kids, our careers. We got to talk about money and financial styles. We got to talk about each one's family. We got to decide where we're going to live. We're going to decide who's going to do what in the house. We're going to decide what we're going to do for vacations. And we're also going to talk about religion. We raise the kids, kids as Jewish kids. Or are they going to be Methodists or Baptists or Muslims? And we have to sit down and go over these things. And what I like about this list, this list, it's really, really good. And he gives you a lot of various questions because what will happen is you're really going to get to know this woman after you go through this list. Because if she answers all these questions and you give her your opinion, you're going to find out what she's made of. You're going to actually see if this woman's really, really sweet. You're going to finally realize uh, how many warts she has, if any at all. And you're also going to see her communication her communication style, because in the future, when, when things go wrong, you got to be able to sit down peaceably and lovingly and say, honey, we got a little situation here, but let's be calm, and we're going to work this out, and you go ahead and you work it out. Because the sad part is people, people that get married have to, to live together. And when you live together, everybody has different styles. This guy, he can't hang up a jacket if his life depended on it. This woman couldn't put the cap on the Colgate toothpaste if her life depended on it. This guy, he couldn't wash a dish if his life depended on it. This woman, I tell you, all she wants to do is freeze me out with the air conditioner, and I like the house when it's warm. And at night, she snores, and the list goes on and on and on and on. But since you're going to get married, and that's what this show's about, because you want to be with somebody the rest of your life, you're going to have to learn to overcome these things. But a great start, I think, is this book. Because when you go over this list, by the time you guys get talking, maybe you're not going to want to buy her a ring after all. <laughs> because and he says in here, which is great, he says one sentence in here, he says, when you get married, it's like going into a business. And when my book, it says, would you go into business with this woman? We say the same thing, the same word, because once you say I do, you and Uncle Sam and her, and let's take let's take kids, for instance, on here, Jeff. She wants to have six kids, and you want to have none. And that's a bit of a deal breaker, that's it could a, that's be. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, she, I want the kids to be raised Catholic. She wa- You know, she wants the kids to be ra- raised in the Lutheran church. It's a deal breaker. 
And I've, I've seen this with uh, Persians and Indians and Filipinos. I've seen a lot of different cultures. You marry out of my culture and you're out of the family. And I've seen guys and gals who would not marry the guy or gal because their parents are going to write them off. So you, and that, that gets back to, uh, there's a chapter here, chapter conversation five, which is family. And again, other than those couple little things about political correctness and forgiveness and yelling, but the reason I'm able to do this is because I have the system. And when you guys happen to pick up a book, when you're down at Barnes and Noble on relationships or how to make your wife happy or how to get along with your wife or any of that, you're going to be able to read that book. And with the background of Mastery 1, 2, and 3, you are going to be able to take the good stuff from the bad stuff. And that's what Jeff and I give you with the, with the system. You know, the deeper that we get into the system, because, you know, it, what we're essentially doing on this show every week is it's an advanced class on the system. Now, you can't sit in an advanced class and really get everything you can out of it unless you have the basics down first, which is the, the system. The foundation. The foundation. And, of course, I'm not calling the system basic at all because as you get deeper into the system, you find that it's like a tree. And, it's you know, you look at a tree, especially an older tree, it's got a lot of roots to it. And there's a, it just goes deeper and deeper into the ground, and you don't exactly know where it all starts. And that's the same thing with the system. There's a lot of branches to it that apply to a lot of things in your life. I have one comment about this book, Doc, is that, that he was going over the ten uh, things that you should talk about before marriage. And it, it dawned on me that a lot of guys, especially a lot of guys that I know, will spend more time in picking out a lease for their car than they will about a relationship that's going to last 40 years. Now, average person, I think it's uh, three and a half years they keep their car. You know, well, I guess if you start looking at divorce rate, you can kind of draw a parallel there. But the thing is this. The biggest decision you're going to make in your life is going up that altar and saying, I do. And if you don't have a good woman or if you're not prepared, well, I'll just be myself. We'll just feel things along. Things will work out. Love conquers all. Right. You can ask uh, Paul McCartney, you know, how he feels about that. But you guys got to realize that that if you go through a divorce you have no idea of the amount of aggravation and pain in the, in the thousands and thousands of dollars it's going to cost you just for the lawyer. Forget, forget the house and the car and your retirement, your stocks and your bonds and all that. And then the worst thing, of course, is that the reason you're getting divorced is because she committed adultery. And then you then, then you really got to know what pain feels like. Segment four, April 11, 2008. So wild that the observation file was new enough at this point that it was starting to become a popular feature. As you know, it became a fixture on the show. A student had an observation file about his girlfriend and the mistakes he made since he veered away from the system. Our caller's girlfriend needs a break from him. Uh Uh-oh. A very popular feature of the show is starting to become observations of... uh Things that are going on around us that have applications to the system. we got one right now, Doc. Yeah, uh, I had a guy for phone coaching, and he had the dating dictionary, the system, as other people call it. And what happened was he didn't memorize it and ended up losing this girl, and she was a great girl. And I tell you guys, once you hook them, you got to keep them. And that's what this program is about because most guys, 90% of the guys can get a woman to fall in love initially. 
but what's it take to keep her around? But here's the, here's the note that he wrote me, and he says, uh, you should read this on your radio show. My girlfriend did everything you described. I was perfect in the beginning until I fell in love and went through a metamorphosis. If I would have had your book memorized, I would have been able to have a woman by my side on my side today, but I didn't do that. This is not easy stuff, Doc, but I know your system is the right one with each relationship I have. Memorize, memorize, memorize. Cannot be said enough. I screwed up from not memorizing, and now I'm paying the price because she rejected me. And eight months went down the tubes for nothing. Practice, 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 practice. Thanks, Bob. What a shame. Yeah. You're lucky enough to run over. You're lucky enough to run into the right one, and you don't treat her right, and then she's gone. But but he went by the system in the beginning, and he got comfortable, and he he, he started not dating her as much, having as much fun, and what happened? See what what they do is is women, unbeknownst themselves, they constantly test you and play with your heads. Some do it a lot more than others. But what happens when they finally break you down, and what this guy is saying, Bob is, is that he actually owned this girl for about four to four and a half months, and then what happens, her interest level went 85, 82, 78. It's just two or three points a week or a month, but eventually it drops. And so he, 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 said, he wrote me this note and saying, you know, read this on your radio show and tell these guys once they get her, they've got to keep doing the system and not be egotistical by saying, I don't need Doc anymore. I got this girl. But the reason you got her is me, okay? But these are qualities you have inside of you, which I bring out, that make you more manly, make you physically more attractive. But guys, you can't walk away. It's a discipline. Let's move to Tim in San Bernardino. Tim, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question, man? Uh, yeah, recently um, I had just separated. Um, she uh, she wanted time part. And oh, is I, this I, a wife I, or girlfriend? It's a girlfriend. It's a how girlfriend. Many, how long you go with her? Um, I've known her for about eight months. We've been dating for about five. Yeah. Yeah, and um, recently she had just moved in about a month ago. And um, we were sh- going through some you, problems. You should you should have moved her in. Were you arguing or getting red flags before you moved her in? No, I I, I wasn't. Everything was perfect until she moved in. I I'm not, I can't say that either. But um, well, what are you it saying? Was... It can't be one or the other. Come on, guy. Okay, what I'm saying is um, we both have kids. Yeah. And um, you know, by different marriages. Yeah. And. Uh, I think she felt like I was really nagging her. And Were you? And Were you nagging her? Reflecting back now, I think I was. I yeah. really think I was. Uh, you, know, you know men hate nagging? So how do you think women feel about it? It's very true. Very yeah. true. So, so give me your question in one sentence. My question is, I want her back. Where, did she move uh, out? She moved out. She yeah, moved you, can't, you can't get her back. Once they move out, it's gone forever. Okay, I wish. But you're, here's the here's the problem you don't see. You're going to go ahead and continue making mistakes with the next woman that you made with this woman. That's the problem. But I know you're in okay. pain because this way. But any time a woman moves out, gives you back the ring, I need my space. I'm confused. Their interest levels in the 40s. Right, and that's and you, when her interest level went 95 to 85, you should have called me for coaching. 
and memorized the book. And then, then we could have turned it, because I could turn 85 back in the 95. I could take 51 and bring it back to 95. But once it goes 51.49, and that 51.49 was a physical action close, meaning I'm leaving, I'm getting out. Do you have the book? No, I don't. I do not have the book. Okay, there you go, guy. You're just like Joe in the beginning. Please come to doclove.com, get the system, and I'll show you the mistakes you made in that book that you will change in your life so the next girl that moves in will want to end up marrying you and staying you with forever. You're 26, you're young enough. So change yourself now, otherwise you're going to do it again with the next woman. Good luck, buddy. You've been listening to the Dating Women Podcast. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Catch us every week on Saturday for a new episode. Until next time, this has been the Dating Women Podcast.